0: Hello and welcome to my brand new series, How To with Derek Jameson. In this first episode, I talk with Juliana DeVar about how to dream incubate. This is about consciously directing our dreams, being able to set the intentions that will allow us to experience the things within our dream world that we want to experience for a multitude of reasons between fun, healing, understanding, and the list goes on. We really dove in deep on this one and give you the steps that it will take in order for you to dream incubate. And I hope you really enjoy this episode and all of the future episodes in my how-to series, where we teach you how to master your mystical experiences. Juliana, what is dream incubation? And just tell us a little bit about that.
1: Yeah, okay. So dream incubation is basically setting the uh, the field, the scene to have and receive a dream. So dream, dream incubation has been used for like thousands of years. Um, people in, uh, I don't know if I'm saying this right, Asclepius temple was like a healing temple um, back in Greece and they would incubate dreams for healing. So what that looked like back then was a lot of ritual going into the ground, going into the earth. And um, if the god Escoffees, I believe, um, comes to you in a dream, you would be offered healing. So that's just one form of how dream incubation has been used. We can use it in our modern lives by basically setting the intention for a dream that we want to have. So whether that's um, for healing or connecting with the deceased, Or, um, I don't know, having a creative breakthrough for work or asking what the next step is, right? Or like, what energy should I bring in? Dream incubation is then setting the scene. So, making sure that you go to bed, right? Like, meditating, and we'll get into the the how to's later. Um, And then being in the space to then invite the dream forward and after you have the dream really being able to reflect upon that and understand what that means to you so it's being able to receive i guess i could even say like write new codes of reality into your being that they then can help you better walk this earth walk so dream incubation can be really used for anything um, you want and it's really powerful tool in conscious dreaming to basically take your dreams to the next level because right now, a lot of us just dream in the way where, okay, I go to bed, whatever dream is happening is happening to me. And This is a place of coming into your own personal power and choosing and being like, okay, I also recognize that I have influence over this. I wouldn't say that you control your dreams at any point, but rather you're setting the seed of intention of what can play out for me. What is possible for me to dream and to experience? Um, and the reason why we do this is because our dreams help to create our reality everything that we dream comes into physical mental or emotional manifestation so one way or another it's going to be manifested into this reality so dream incubation is basically putting a little bit more power in that and be like okay this is what i want to dream
0: well, i think that a lot of people don't know that they have the ability to set those intentions or to incubate their dreams and to be able to use them in these ways, you know, they, a lot of the times, especially, you know, people have separated from their spirit selves and being able Mm -hmm. to realize they can co-create with that spirit side with the dream world because it is that spirit side it's the way that you can create and mm-hmm. manifest so i think having this understanding that you can consciously direct your dreams or set intentions um, is going to be very valuable to people to have a nice practice and be able to explore more of their own multidimensionality or capabilities that are awaiting for them to be explored So I love that. Yeah,
1: absolutely. I want to share a quick story real quick because my mother incubated a dream and I'm so proud of her (laughs) because like, um, I mean, my family, they're all very much very strong dreamers, yet it's not every time that you know my mom's incubating a dream so I had shared a post on Instagram about a Japanese practice that says the first dream of the new year um, basically shows you the energy of the year to come so my mom messaged me that night and she's like I'm gonna set a dream for tonight and I was like yes you do it like New Year's Eve set your dream and so she messaged me the next morning and she's like okay she's like I had the dream She's like, all night, I kept dreaming about cleaning. She's like, I don't get it. And I was like, what do you mean? This is amazing. I was like, your dream was so clear and so direct. You asked, what do I need to do for like 2020? Like, right, what is the energy that should be coming through? And for her, she dreamt about cleaning like an old moldy house. She dreamt about cleaning the bed of like one of her, um, uh, what are they called customers? Cause she's, we do food manufacturing. She dreamt about cleaning, 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 cleaning after me and my sisters cleaning after everyone. And so I told her, I was like, there's a lot of like mental, emotional and physical cleaning that could actually support this cleaning of your spirit body. Like you're, you are asking yourself to then say all of this dirt, all of this clutter, all of this mold that has been growing on my mental, spiritual, emotional body, it's time to let go of that. It's time to clean that and to clean this house of being. I was so proud of her for dream incubating and having such a powerful dream come through. Like especially was such clear, direct messages and it may not always be like that for you guys it may not always be the most clear direct dream but with dream incubation i would definitely say try at least three nights in a row to receive the dream because you may set the intention for a dream to come um but it may be like that your subconscious your higher self your dream self says i need you to know about this thing else or I need you to know about this instead right now. So if you just keep asking, can you show that clear like intent of like, no, this is what I want to dream with. Eventually you will get some insight. Yeah,
0: and that's because I find that if we try to manifest something and we can restrict that manifestation because we put an attachment to the outcome, on it. And mm-hmm. so you're like, ah, I keep asking, I keep asking, I keep out. It's like in channeling when certain people are trying to get a specific yeah. answer and they're not getting a specific answer. It's about the in- setting the intention and then kind of releasing it and not having an attachment, yes. but showing that you want the energy to it. So keep the energy there by requesting repeatedly, yeah. but without an attachment to that outcome.
1: I love that because that is such a huge key for uh, dream, uh, like intent, because basically you may ask, Hey, I want to have the healing dream. And you may think, okay, my healing dream is going to be, I don't know, say on a surgery table with a bunch of angels, just giving me love. And the dream may show you every single place that you have a block to receiving the healing and um and so you may think that like oh i didn't get my healing my dream was maybe like a little bit dark or shadowy but if you look at that dream and you say okay but how is this also responding to my intent right so if you release the attachment to it you may see that all your dreams are in communication with you they're just not talking to you in that single point of language that you thought you were going to receive
0: yeah yeah that's very very good point for people because then people can go easy on themselves when they're kind of mm-hmm. starting this practice um, or people that have been trying to do it. This allows more room for breath and to allow the process to take place. Cause sometimes we ask for something and we ask for an, a sign or an answer and it won't, it, well, it doesn't come when we're focused on it. It comes when we release the resistance and we look at something mm-hmm. else, you know, that's how I say Absolutely. people will find love when they stop looking for it. They release the resistance around it and then it can, to show up mm. into their reality same thing yeah well, i would love for you to tell us the steps on drink dream incubation and i'm on drinking yeah. um on dream incubation <laughs> what are the steps that we can take that are practical ways and then what about after the dream is done like when we gather whatever information we get what, what should we do then
1: Yeah. Okay. So cool. So the first thing that I want to do, if I want to set the intention for the dream is to really set my whole scene. So I like to set that. I mean, sometimes we may remember right before bed, like, oh yeah, I want to dream with this. And that's, That's good enough to start right before bed. But if you have an intent and it's something that you really want to dream with, I would start cultivating that practice throughout the day. And it doesn't have to be anything super intensive, it can just be really um, setting that like, okay, what is my dream intention? Is it for healing? I'm going to go throughout the day and think about, okay, tonight I intend to dream with healing. Tonight I intend to dream with um, my guides or my ancestors. So I'm really going to start kind of. Um, letting that sink in and kind of drop into my subconscious and preparing my body and my mind throughout the day. So, um, after kind of just basically working through that, the first real step that I would say is your before bed care. We also call this sleep hygiene. That's going to be incredibly important. So you definitely do not want to be going to bed, say with TV or watching shows or anything like that. I would say, give yourself anywhere from like 10 to 15 minutes to wind into a really peaceful place. So that may be setting a candle that may be grabbing your favorite essential oil that may be even creating like a little dream altar where you get some crystals, honestly, go with whatever's comfortable for you. If it isn't making like a, a little altar next to your bed, that's completely okay. But I like to do every single little step along the way that really just brings me into this place of centeredness. that knowing that like, okay, what I ask for is going to be received because I'm walking walk along the way like i'm taking the action to make sure that um i'm in alignment with this so you're going to set your bed scene and that includes 10 to 15 minutes of meditation. At least this is what works for me. I recognize that some of you may not be familiar with meditating for that long. And if you can't, that is completely okay. What I would say, what even works is putting on some like meditation music. I like to put it directly into my ears because then that really shuts out like the clutter of the mind. Mm -hmm. So something that happens uh, that helps for me is if I'm going to go ahead and listen to meditation music or try to meditate, I roll my eyes up. To like where my third eye would be into my head and I read an interesting fact recently that if you roll your eyes like high enough which looks super creepy on here I'm sure you actually block out about 80 percent of your thoughts that's a really great way to uh, to settle your mind and so I like to just be in this meditative space like I mentioned 10 to 15 minutes and it doesn't have to be I have to be in Deep silence. No, you're gonna recognize a lot of thoughts arise, and um, if they do in the beginning, it feels like your mind is racing. Good. You want to clear out all the emotional junk from the day. Sorry, I don't mean to call your day junk, but you want to clear out as much from the day as possible, so that way you're not bringing that into the dream space. So if you're saying that you're racing about everything, let yourself think about it and like try to let it go as best as. and then come to the place where it starts to feel really still. And the stillness, once again, isn't going to be complete silence, but in the stillness, this is the place where you're going to go ahead and drop your intention in. So the first step would be setting the scene. The second step would be setting the intention. And now the intention, a good place to do perhaps before bed, before you do this meditation is actually writing on a physical piece of paper, what you intend to dream The more points that we have in our day, the more points that we have in our practice that basically affirms our intent, the easier it is for our subconscious mind to basically like soak that up. Um, So writing with pen and paper helps the best. I tend to write all my dreams on my phone, but I will tell you the difference. If I've set my intention on my phone, it does not give it as much juice as those nights where I actually write with pen and paper and place it under my pillow. There's just something about the physical act. If you already have it under your pillow, then you're in the place of stillness. You're going to go ahead and drop your intent in. And you might do that a couple times. You might find that, okay, you drop it in, you're kind of like at a still place and then your thoughts arise and you're like, oh shoot, I thought, you know, I don't know, whatever my day is coming back in. Go ahead and let that settle again and then drop your intent again. So you could do that a couple times before you fall asleep to bed. So I recommend doing this as you're falling asleep. You don't wanna do this and be like, okay, it's 8 p.m., but I don't actually sleep till like midnight. No, you wanna do this as close to bed as possible. and being able just to drift off into that place of like repeating to yourself. Okay, this is what I want while also Derek mentioned not being attached to the outcome. So when it finally, I would say like when it feels like it's drifted off, which is kind of like weird, right? Like let it go. You don't have to constantly be clutching and be like, I need to dream with the healing. It's going to be there. Um, it, or it has to be there. Just go ahead and start to let that go. Um. And then you're going to go ahead and make sure that when you wake up, right, because you're going to have a night of dreams, when you wake up, you write everything, even if it doesn't seem, so that would be step three, write down your dreams in the morning. So even if it doesn't seem like your dreams are responding to what you asked, trust me when I say write it down, there is still great, beautiful information that's specifically for you in there. Um, So when you wake up in the morning, it's really important how you wake up. So if you've done all this beautiful night care practice where you've lit your candles, you've gone into meditation, you set your intention, you felt really good, and then you wake up to a blaring alarm or you wake up to, um, I don't know, a partner who's really loud in bed, that's gonna be the first thing that just makes your dreams fall right out of your head. So if you can, You want to wake up without an alarm. If you can't, that's okay. What I suggest is putting your phone as low as possible and setting a ringtone that is gonna be really soft and gradually wakes you up. If you have a partner who wakes up early next to you, I would try, is it possible to wake up before them and write this and, and write down as much as you can. Now, if you get out of bed before, that's also going to have the dreams like drop out. So you want to make sure that your journal and everything is nearby. Um, like I mentioned, I love my journal in my phone. Um, that's just because I can quickly look up any single keyword. I could see how many times I dreamt with water or my friend Cherie, or I can dream, dream about like my snake dreams and see how they've evolved over time. Um, but people really do like handwritten journals as well. So whatever kind of works for you. This is a lot of experimentation. Ultimately, a dreaming practice is a relationship with yourself. So whatever I suggest to you, have fun and experiment and play with this. So the first step is setting the scene. The second step is setting the intention. The third step is, I would say, I've maybe said it out of order, but making sure that you're waking up in a place of spaciousness, right? So How we said waking up with the alarm is pretty much a no-no. You also want to give you yourself um, some time in bed. So that would be just be five, 10, 15 minutes, whatever you can afford yourself. Um, Really just being like, "Mm, it's okay to lay here. I know that may be hard for some people. Some people may jump out of bed. Some people like me stay in bed forever. So it's not that hard, but um, really being like, okay, my dream isn't immediately there. What can I do? I can lay in this position and enter back into that meditative state. Perhaps I only remembered a few key words or a color. Maybe I just really remember the color blue. Being able to meditate on that color blue for a little bit and see what else comes up. What other impressions come up? Um, Maybe you even get words that were not perhaps in the dream, but now that breaks through into something new for you. Um, That's absolutely wonderful as well. So the dream really serves as kind of like I feel like everything within the dream can be a portal into something greater right so if we focus on one part of the dream, it can, we can access another field of information from that so every everything is useful, whether it's a small sliver or the whole dream. And the last thing that I would say after that is if you've pulled through, if you've managed to pull through a whole dream, that's amazing. I would go ahead and not, okay, so I would set the intention of like, here's what my intention was. And I would look to the dream through that lens. Like how could this possibly be responding to the dream? I would also, if, set this intention aside and say, what is the dream t- trying to share with me anyway? So kind of like look at it with two filters of how is this responding to the dream? And then, okay, what else is there? Because you don't want to put on like, um, I don't know, I want to say like goggles. I don't know if that's the right term, but you don't want to just put on like a narrow focus lens of just be like, is this dream solely talking to this um, right. intention? You want to be able to expand that. Um, if you can, I also suggest sharing your dreams with people. That's a huge, that's a huge, um, part of it because a lot of what we see in the dream, we, we, we can't see nearly as much as when an outsider is able to look at that and go, Oh yeah, here's this, 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 and that, and that will unlock for you what is true and what is not. So don't ever like think that the person that you talk to your dreams has all the answers. Instead, they're just a sounding board for you to then be able to hear what your dream is trying to say. And it'll help you to kind of go in and then expand into certain points of the
0: dream. Well, that's Um, what's good about like your dream groups that where you have dream groups that meet, what do you call that?
1: Yeah, so these are dream circles. And so this is a group of small people Yeah, and that's really fun because everybody shows up with the intent of um, sharing dreams and helping each other understand them. And what I really love about Dream Circles is that, uh, yes, I may be doing a lot of dreaming, but I also only have my reference point of life. Right. So when we enter into Dream Circle, we now have different people who have come in with different careers, different life experiences, different childhoods, um, even different like educations. So when they come in, the way that they see the dream may not necessarily be the same way that I see the dream. I may come from it from a very spiritual practice, and other people may come from a very like worldly, earth based centered way of perceiving the dream or a very scientific way because they have. a higher education that then can see that, well, I may be on energies, they may be like into the molecules of whatever yeah. this dream is. So dream circles are a great, um, definitely a great tool to help understand the dream. I find that when I when I share my dreams with other people, that's really when I can start to understand it for myself because sometimes I'll look at my dream and I'm like, I don't know what this means. I don't know, I'm lazy. And then I'll toss my phone away. But if I just talk to someone like Derek, I shared a small dream with you, it was just like, oh, okay, yeah. And it only took five minutes. It was really, it was really short. Yeah. So, yeah, I would say that's how you incubate a dream. If you have trouble um, with recalling dreams, that is definitely probably gonna be your biggest um, barrier towards dream incubation. So, I would say troubleshooting for that is getting really honest about how you fall asleep and whether or not you consume things before bed. So like alcohol or smoking weed before bed, that's really gonna stunt how you can receive the dream because regardless, I wanna let you know that you are always dreaming, whether you're awake or you're asleep, it's a field of reality, a dimension of reality that we are constantly moving through. The astral world is in in fourth dimension, right? So if you're dreaming in the astrals, you're in 4D. Um, And so it's always happening. You're just trying to open up the space to then receive that. So a few things that help for me, and this is experimentation really um, will help out with you. For me, if I eat heavy meals before bed, I'm just denser. Think about it. Like my energy is just working on digestion. So it doesn't have as much freedom to then, Float free and experience and pull back. So, for me, recognizing that if I give myself some time before bed without eating, that's going to help me clear up a lot of energy. Um, also, just recognizing uh, okay, so what is a good sleep time? Um, Also cleaning up your room. That's a huge thing. You have a lot of psychic clutter from whether it's dirty shoes and boots from work or dirty clothes or just things that you haven't picked up on. If you're able to clean your room and your space and really start to see your space as your sleep sanctuary. That's something that's huge for me is that like when I go to bed, I had a quote on like my IG where I was like dreams are church, sleep is sacred. So when we come to that place of recognizing like my bed, my sleep, this is a sacred place where I get to enter into the own temple of my being to then receive everything. With that thought, you're really gonna start to set the conditions um, for your own sleep to receive your dreams.
0: It's funny that you say that because there's a bunch of people that I know and they don't know that they were all telling me this, but they were all cleaning their bedrooms and cleaning out things like literally this last week was like they were all called to really like anything they didn't clean out from 2020 they were mm-hmm. like literally cleaning and dusting and creating that sacred space and I don't even think that they really thought about it like that but it's like yeah. their soul was calling them to clear the energy in those places and so that they could do that so it's interesting that you bring that forward because that is a, a, a theme right now that people are kind of tuning yeah. into
1: Yeah, and so what I would suggest to all of you guys is that, like, I'll keep saying dream, a dreaming practice is experimentation. So if you notice, like, what is the difference between when I clean my room and dream and when I don't? Do you even notice anything at at all? I live in a house where I now have, like, laminate wood, I guess I always did, but I never washed my floors before. Um, And now I'm at a place where, like, I definitely do all the cleaning here. So I can tell you that every single time I wash the floors, which is a lot of work sweeping and washing floors, my dreams that night open up some Mm. of the best dreams that I had. I like to do this on a full moon. I'm like, okay, I'll wash my floors on a full moon. Mm. I'll put some magic. I'll put some protection. I'll put some, you know, I'll clean this whole area up. And then the nights uh, that I do that, that I wash these floors and wash this whole house, I've just lifted up so much energy that my energy body feels freer to travel there's less barriers right it's not as thick because you accumulate so much um and so yeah totally i love that all your friends are doing that um i've I've definitely been seeing that on instagram too of everyone saying somebody posted a poll. They're like, did you feel called to furiously clean this week? And I was like, yes, I did.
0: did. It's so funny. And I didn't, I mean, I did clean, but not like other people are cleaning. I rearranged my entire apartment on the 31st. I literally had schoolwork to do. And I was so called. I was like, no, I have to feng shui the Mm -hmm. crap out of my house right now. And so I'm kind of in that space too. It's very interesting, but I love that. And that goes to show you how connected we all are, even when we don't know each other. We are all oh, so absolutely. intertwined. When you're on those frequency bands, you just are, and you're never alone. There are all these people. Mm-hmm. The sense of like, so, like, being alone is such an illusion. So, And that just goes to-
1: perfect. Oh my gosh, it really is. It really is. And it's interesting because I feel like as someone who's personally like on the spiritual path, we all go through that phase of where- When you first come into it, you feel incredibly alone. And then you recognize like, oh, wait, like that is not the case. And for me, I mean, it took years. It took years. I I was meeting people, but still I was just like, no, nobody understands my experience. Yeah. So it was just like yeah. such BS because like as human beings, everything that has been experienced, someone in the world has has experienced right. it. But it's opening yourself up to understand that, like, yeah, we are far more connected. And something that's really helped me with that of, of the aloneness is actually doing like ancestral work. And ancestral work may feel like really daunting, but it's a very accessible practice from your dream state because um, you can set the dream incubation, right? You can say, okay, I want to meet my ancestors and how can I then uh, open up that communication? And for me, that's where I spent a lot of 2020 was like, I wanna meet with my ancestors. I ended up meeting ancestors who were in full, I believe that they were like the Mexica. So um, in ancient indigenous Mexicans. And I say Mexica because that refers to a larger group. I don't know exactly which, which tribe they are but they were in full headdress. They had tiny brown teeth that they shaved
0: mm. into
1: little points. Yeah. And they handed me um, like a, a smoking pipe that I smoked from and they said, pass it to the next ancestor. And so these are like my indigenous Mexican ancestors. And the next person I passed it to was actually from like the white side of my family who I don't really have a connection to because I don't know my biological father yet that now opened up a doorway for me to say that they're here for me just because I don't know in physical reality that side of my family does not mean that they're not showing up for me and so me handing them this pipe her name was Claire and being able to hand it to her was just like we are all here together and we are all here supporting you yeah um and so that, that is going back to like we're not all alone. And how can we open ourselves up to remember that? And for me, that's, that comes back a lot to a dreaming practice where I recognize that that's where I'm tuning into the collective impulses. That's where I'm tuning into my ancestors. That's where I'm having dreams for people in my life who I love. And that's where I am receiving so much love from the beings who are helping me.
0: Yeah. And, and that's a really good point of like why to do dream incubation is a lot of the traumas and dramas that people are experiencing within their family units. And a lot of it's happening right now. A lot of people have been coming to me with their own like family dra- dramas. And I don't mean to put that lightly. I just mean it's it It's just the heavier, I just mean it as a heavier experience. Yeah. They are moving through that process. Um, and a lot of that can be understood if they set those intentions and go into their dream world and, and use dream incubation for this very purpose. And this is the time to do it right now is the time I to I love it.
1: so much that you brought that up because that is such a huge thing. Oh my God, I'm getting so jazzed up on this. So within our dreams, how I had mentioned earlier, this is a field of reality, right? So what Derek, you just brought up is that we can do so much healing between people in the dream state. Mm-hmm. So I know for like, Me, um, in the past, I've had like ex-boyfriends that, you know, things end crappy or whatever. You don't, I think that sometimes we're so affixed and physical to be like, we need to have the apology. We need to have the conversation, which then just keeps opening up more of our traumas. And we never really get to this place of actually healing because then we're back in it. Get within the dream state about being able to heal these family, um, these family uh, traumas, these family (laughs) dramas or even other types of relationship um, problems that we have, we then alchemize that within our own body. So if we're doing that inner work and we're doing it in the dream space, and you'll be surprised because you will meet people in your dreams where you're like, Oh, I think that was my brother, but I don't really know. And then other times, that was definitely my brother who showed up. That was my brother. Even if it didn't take the face of your brother, you're just like, oh, I know that was that. And you start working things out in this other field. That's like your two spheres working out. So you may still have a lot of human emotion in there, but it might just be lessened because you ultimately nail, like, okay, we're trying to get through this. You'll be really surprised at how when you come out of that, you'll feel lighter. I've had friends who have had friend closures in the dream space where they would talk, they would hug, they would make up, and they would still split ways. They'd be like, okay, we're no longer holding on to this. We've agreed that, you know, thank you. I love you, but it's time to separate um, and waking up and just knowing in their body and that truth, like, okay, I, I have healed that relationship, even if we chose to walk away. And then other people where you'll meet in the dream space and you'll go, you know, we haven't spoken in months, but I know that we're talking now in the dream space. I think it's going to be a good time to start talking in physical space again soon. I think that maybe we've done enough work here where I would like to explore what that looks like in physical again. So that is a huge, um, amazing tool that can be accessed in dream innovation.
0: And just a sidebar on that is that sometimes it's happening in the dream world and it's altering the way that a person can look at the relationship with their family member. Like, let's say they don't remember the dream fully. It's Mm -hmm. still Mm -hmm. imprinting on them and Mm -hmm. shifting their perspectives and they'll find Mm -hmm. themselves wanting to communicate with that family member or heal things between them, or take yeah. actions that are gonna reconnect them. And they don't really, they don't know that they were doing that in their dream time if they weren't sometimes conscious of it. So it's interesting how much the dream world can impact everyone, both consciously where you bring back the information and remember it, and then subconsciously where it made it awakened what it needed to within you and it did the work and you don't even know, need to know how it was done.
1: Yeah. And that goes back to right then the dream incubation. So if you're having trouble pulling back the dreams and you're like, oh man, I woke up, I don't remember anything, but yet you feel better or you feel like there's something within you that has changed, just ride that and just know that like your subconscious mind is 90 to 95% of your consciousness. Like it's in there, it has been taken in. Maybe it's not for your conscious mind to remember right now the A, Bs, and Cs of it, but that it's still there. Um, so that's definitely something that at least whenever I feel like, man, you know, I'm not receiving the dreams or I'm not pulling back the dreams as much as I should, just knowing that they're still happening and it's still doing its work. And I think that's also why, um, flipping that on the other end, why it's so important to have dream recall, because a lot of people have been shutting off their trauma dreams, right? And, and well, I don't want to say trauma because I don't want it. Uh. In, I, if you're having trauma-based nightmares, I want to suggest going and seeing like a, a professional who could help you with that. But let's say more of like work loaded stress or family stress, and you're like, I have stress all day. The last thing I wanna do is dream about stress. So then you shut off your dreams and receiving your dreams, but you're still having these stress-based dreams at night. That's basically running a program. And so you're still having the dreams. Your body is still receiving the stress. You're waking up stress because now you've created all these hormones and chemical responses to the stress. And yeah. you don't know why because you're not recalling your dreams. This is the it's so important to then have this conscious dreaming practice. Be like, okay. I need to know what am I dreaming about? What are the programs I have created for myself or that I'm unconsciously running? I didn't even know I created. How can I then like put a kink in them, turn them a different way? What do I want to incubate, right? What are the programs that I actually do want to run for myself? Cause not all programs are bad, but it's yeah. like, what do I actually want to experience? Um, and that's that's just a huge part yeah of conscious dreaming because if you're not remembering your dreams some of them can be really great but if you're experiencing your reality where you're frustrated you're stressed you're angry you may not realize that you're also dreaming of those things you've just shut yourself off to, to hearing them or seeing them
0: yeah wow well <laughs> I mean, the, I'm so glad we went into all of this and how because we took the dream incubation rep, the, from just setting an intention and like having a dream that you want to have about anything or explore to a really mm-hmm. deeper level of what dream incubation can bring us and what we how we can mm-hmm. use it and how it is beneficial. Um, and so, I really appreciate. The information that you brought forward today. Um, and of course, I'm going to put your information on here. But what is your, um, you can say both of your tags for your Instagram or okay. your website and stuff.
1: Sure. Yeah. So for, um, if you want to follow me for dreaming related uh, tips and just things that I post on my spiritual practice, um, it is at the Honey Hive Buzz. My website is www.thehoneyhivebugs.com. And then if you want to per- follow my personal account, which you're welcome to, it's open. It's at Juliana Devar. And that's, I mean, I'm sure you'll post it in there, but it's G-I-U-L-I-A-N-A-D-A-V-A-R. That's me.
0: Beautiful. And I really highly recommend the dream circles that we were talking about to anybody that's watching this Um, if you're interested in, in meeting for one of her dream circles, I've done it. It's very helpful. And she is very right when she says people have different aspects of, um, like they have a different form and you can get an answer clarity on something that isn't from your frame of reference. Uh, and, Mm -hmm. and that's why, again, going back to how we need each other and how we need those Mm -hmm. pieces to come together. Um, so I really do appreciate all your information and I cannot wait till we do this again and have a different topic that we talk about for people to learn from yeah. And uh, we'll keep this conversation going so that we can teach everyone how to navigate their dream world.
1: Yeah, thank you, Derek. Thank, thank you, so, you much. so
0: much. I thank am you so for excited
1: watching.
0: All Yay, right, I will talk too- to you later. Um, thank you everybody for watching and we'll see you soon.